Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Dealing with grief. This topic is so pervasive and so big that friends, we're going to talk about some myths of grief and things to do to help yourself or loved ones when they're grieving. Now, grief isn't just about the loss of someone or a pet, maybe. It is a conflicting mass of human emotion following any significant change of behavior. So even if you make a decision to do something great, there is grief that happens. It's that conflicting mass of emotion. Some friends of mine got married and they had to adjust to married life from single life. And there was a conflicting mass of emotion. That's grief. Grief happens when we lose things or when significant changes happen. Going to a better job. We have grief. So it's a normal human experience. It's an emotion that helps us navigate the world. Now, sensitive people, empathic people, people with overexcitabilities, we can feel it really intensely in a lot of it. And it comes and goes. We can be joyful one day and sad the next day and angry the next day and, and coming all through. And it just is all jumbly. But that's the nature of grief. It's messy, like finger painting. It's messy. And we can use it as a platform to grow. We can use it as permission to birth something new and amazing. We can use it for the energy that it possesses to help us make sense of the world and move forward. Now, we live in a culture that has some myths that we think about grief that aren't true. One is that time heals all wounds. Time does not heal the wound. What heals the wound is authentic communication, honesty, self-awareness, giving ourselves permission to continue to move forward. But time alone doesn't heal it. It changes over time. Depending on what the grief situation is, it changes over time. If you've lost a loved one, do you think you're never going to have a feeling about it ever again? I don't think so. I think you will have feelings, but I think they'll shift and change and grow as you heal and grow and evolve and as the world heals and grows. But time alone does not heal the wound. Another myth that we have is that we have to grieve alone. And that if you're strong and you're independent and you're smart, you shouldn't have a feeling. I've had so many gifted people come to me and say, I'm smart. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And that doesn't even make sense. How we feel has nothing to do with our intelligence. Our feelings are the energy that tell us we're alive. That's not anything to do with how smart we are. We can be really smart and have intense feelings. You can't think your way through all of life, folks. You can't. So it's not about grieving alone and figuring it out. It's about allowing yourself to receive support. It's about being connected. It's about honoring 
and being honest about your feelings, especially if there's no word for them. If you speak English, we don't have enough words to cover all the feelings. So it's okay to have a feeling that there's no word for. You don't always have to have a word for it. Those feelings, those energies are valid, they're real, and they're yours. I've had many feelings over my lifetime that I have no word for. I just say, when somebody says, how are you feeling? I, go, I don't know. I don't know. There's no word. I can describe it maybe, but there's no word. So we don't grieve alone and we don't try to figure it out anymore. Okay. And there's nothing to figure out. Grief is a conflicting mass of emotion. I recently had a friend of mine lose a loved one. And that person kept saying, I should, I should be done now. I have figured it out. To which I say, that's the wrong tool. We can't figure our way out of our emotions. That's half the problem with some people is they try to outthink life and figure, 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 but not all of it. Not all of it can be solved in our heads alone. Our hearts have a big role here. Another big myth is that we are going to regret the past, meaning we wish it was different, better, or more. And so we hold on to these ideas of regret and upset and disconnection as a way of, of kind of containing the grief, if you will, or some people use it as a way to make it their badge of honor. None of that is healthy. What is healthy is honoring what happened, owning it. Yes, it's the truth. And yes, these are my feelings and they're the truth. And then moving through it into a new, a more alive, authentic and honest place. That's the goal, right? Another myth is um, to not trust anybody or trust your feelings. Like I have all these feelings. I'm supposed to be sad because this bad thing happened. But why am I happy today? You can be happy and you can still be grieving. You can be joyful and grieving. You can be sad or angry, guilty, all of those and grieving at the same time because grief is a conflicting massive emotion. Now we're coming into the holiday season here and, and, uh, and so there's a lot of people who are grieving, you know, they don't like this holiday or they miss that person and all of the feelings around it, totally normal. It's totally normal. It's okay. All your feelings are okay. It's when we try to fight them and resist them or pretend like they're not there that they can they control us then. And so planned or calculated denial or trying to avoid because I don't want to feel something only dilutes and cheapens our life. So it's okay to have all your feelings. It's okay to own them. It's it's not going to serve you the best in the world when you try to make them everything or get stuck in them. There are moments during special times that I feel great sadness. I miss some of my family very much. And it's not all I feel during those times. I also feel gratitude for being alive. I feel joyous for the fact that I've had and still have a rich and amazing life. All of these things are great. And I can still feel sad. Both things can mutually coexist. So when we deal with our losses and deal with the change in our life in whatever way that means, and we're honest about it, and we move forward in an evolved, more 
alive, aligned manner, then we become spiritually and emotionally trustworthy with ourselves. So when we numb ourselves or we avoid ourselves, we teach ourselves not to trust ourselves. And we want the opposite. It's much healthier to come out of that numb state of affairs or that avoidant, distracted way of doing things and be honest and say, this is how I want to move forward. This is the way that's going to work for me. Honoring all of the feelings because they're all valid. Walking around numb from grief or numb as a result of some coping skill from grief, whether it's addiction or anger or pain, is cheapening your life. It's taking away from your vital life force that allows you to live your vision and have a rich, amazing life. Because the truth is, grief is part of life, just like joy and happiness is. Grief, that conflicting mass of emotion following any significant change, included when we move, when we change how we eat, when we do anything toward any goal, there is grief. Because we have to be willing to release what, what was no longer in order to receive what is current. That's how come sometimes people date people in a row that are all like the same relationship, just different name, because they haven't grieved the relationship before it. And they'll reenact it until they heal it. So it really gives us an opportunity to say, have I really rectified the situation? Have I been honest with myself and open-minded? And am I willing to continue to grow? I know some people say they don't want to finish grieving a loss of a loved one or a pet because they think they'll forget them. That's not going to happen. We can remember something and have a feeling. You never forget. So here's how you know if you've healed your grief. You've healed your grief on whatever this topic is. If somebody can bring up that topic as, you know, and you, it doesn't change your current state of affairs. Like, right. I've lost both of my parents many years ago and you can bring them up to me now. And I'll, I'll remember something happy or something amazing, or maybe something sad, but it doesn't change my current reality. I don't lose my current emotional and spiritual state because of the memory. So I know I've healed the grief. Have I forgotten them? No. Have I forgotten all the good times? Nope. And the conflicting massive emotion is not controlling my current state of affairs. That's how you know your grief is healed. So I encourage you to be honest with yourself, to realize that you can't grieve alone, that all your feelings are totally okay. You can't outthink your emotions. And to know that you're here with a mighty purpose. And so it's your opportunity now to be more authentic with yourself, to trust yourself, and to let yourself be free of old regret, old patterns, and things that no longer serve you. You can go into tomorrow and the rest of your life with a nice free flow of emotion, honoring all of the emotion in a healthy way if you choose. Yeah, that's the goal, right? That's the goal is to come out of that numb state of affairs, to come out of the distraction 
and be who you're really meant to be. So I hope this has helped you. And until the next episode, someone gets me, know that you are amazing, you are beautiful, you are lovable, and you are capable. Be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.